Welcome to St. Matthew's. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad that we have the participation of the Reverend Deacon George Henry, uh, the Reverend Nermal Mendez, and the Reverend Deacon Richard Middleton, who are with us today. Unfortunately, the Reverend Terry Holub is, this house, is unable to attend, um, but certainly is with us in thoughts and prayers on this day. Today is, uh, for, especially for us Lutherans, a Reformation Day. And the, I think the sad part about this day is, is that uh, I wish that uh, we could be with our other fellow brothers and sisters of the Lutheran Church together, but unfortunately, as I always tell people, that uh, we Lutherans, we get along with everybody but ourselves. <laughs> Maybe someday in the future we will be able to be with our rest of the Lutheran Church, along with Anglicans, and who knows, do I say Romans too? You never know, you never know. Um, Holy Communion is being celebrated today. We are using uh, Holy Communion setting four within our hymnal, and the receiving of Holy Communion will be taking place at the foot of the steps. It'll be continuous in its common cup. So if you, uh, as my children always say, hold on to that cookie and try not to dip it into the... Uh, wine, or if you want to have a common cup, that's fine, or if you just want to receive a blessing, come forward, arms folded, but all are welcome to the Lord's table. And following the uh, worship, we invite all of you to come this way. It's a lot easier. It's raining outside uh, into the fellowship hall, and we have uh, some marvelous cooks uh, who are waiting for you and a good meal to be had. So please join us. Today being a festive day as we commemorate, commemorate the Reformation, especially for us Lutherans, I thought that I would tell you what happened when Martin Luther, an Augustinian monk, married a nun, Catherine von Bora. His Holiness, Pope Leo X, was heard to say, we will have none of this within the church. When I was being interviewed by members of St. Matthew's at the possibility of becoming pastor St. Matthew's, I was asked the question, does God have a sense of humor? My reply was that if God does not have a sense of humor, then I am in very, very big trouble. Voltaire, a well-known French philosopher, I believe, of the 17th century, who was also an atheist, he said that God is a comedian who performs in front of an audience that will not laugh. I believe that to be true for a lot of us Christians. We are to laugh with God and not at God. Laughter is good for the heart, reduces stress, and good for the soul. You know, there is plenty of humor to be found within the Holy Scriptures. The story of creation, found within the book of Genesis, is humorous, I find it. Adam, 
The first human created is getting tired and bored, walking around the Garden of Eden, giving names to all the birds and creatures that he sees. And God says simply to Adam, you're tired. Why don't you lie down? Have a nap. And when you get up, you will feel better, and things will be different. Adam does that, and when he wakes up from his nap, standing in front of him is a woman. The march of humanity begins from Adam's rib to woman's lib, and the world would never be the same. And God is just smiling. Do you remember the movie, The King's Speech? King Edward abdicates the throne to marry a rich American divorcee. His brother George becomes king, but his problem is that King George suffers from a speech impediment. Well, that was the problem with the prophet Moses. When you talk about Moses, people think about the Hollywood movie The Ten Commandments starring Charlton Heston as Moses and Yul Brenner as Pharaoh. But the fact is, Moses needed his brother Aaron to speak for him. And when Moses confronted Pharaoh to let the Israelites go, I'm sure Pharaoh looked at Aaron and said, What did he say? And God just smiled. And God smiles at whom God sends. The four Gospels, they contain humor. I love reading the wedding of Cana. It is humorous when you think about it. Poor Jesus is being nagged by his mother Mary to do something because the wedding event has run out of wine. And Jesus simply says, you want wine? Well, you're going to get a lot of wine, and it was very good wine. Imagine if you had the ability to perform your first miracle. What would you do? Raise the dead, cure the sick, feed the poor, end wars? No, you make booze to keep the party going. And through it, God is just smiling. I like the reading of the popularity of Jesus. It's growing that thousands of people are following him. And the disciples, they complain to Jesus that these people following him, they're tired and they're hungry. And Jesus tells his disciples, well, you go feed them. And they say, what? What we have here is only one kid who brought us lunch. And I'm sure Jesus went, oy vey, bring the kids lunch here. Did you not see what I did with the water turning into wine? Thousands were fed, and God is just smiling. Good Friday. It is a very solemn day for us Christians to observe, and we will continue to observe it until the day our Lord comes. And Jesus does the ultimate sacrifice by giving up his life. It is a day where the religious authorities, the Roman soldiers, and the devil himself believe that they have the last laugh. But who has the last laugh? Easter is a day we Christians celebrate with God, knowing that God has the last laugh. If I could bring back to life people from the past, I would like to bring back the Roman soldiers who executed Jesus on the cross. The cross is an ugly device used by the Roman army to incite fear and terror upon the citizens of their day. The cross was used to symbolize who was in power, you step out of line with the Romans and you would die a very painful death. These soldiers who executed Jesus would walk around today mystified in total amazement. What happened? People are wearing crosses around their necks. 
There are houses of worship proudly displaying the cross. An instrument of torture and death has become a symbol of hope and salvation. And through all of this, God is just smiling. Finally, let me tell you a story about a father whose son was just doing terrible at school. The son was failing quite badly at school. The father brought in a tutor to help, and that did not work. He had his son change schools, and that did not work. Finally, out of desperation, he heard about a private school run by the Sisters of Mercy. And if anybody could help his son, maybe the Sisters of Mercy could help. He enrolled his son at the school. And after a few months, the son was doing really well, straight A's. And the father asked the son, well, what happened? Why the sudden turnaround? And the son replied, well, the first day that I entered into the classroom and I looked up on the wall and there was a guy who was nailed to the, cr- nailed to the plus sign. There was no fooling around that in that school. They mean business. All I can say is, enjoy the road of life that you are on and take time to laugh with one another and to laugh with God. It'll make you feel better. Amen.